Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Bruce. So convention season, such as it is, is upon us as it is every year. But of course, this year is much different thanks to certain events that have happened around the world, which are putting a bit of a... uh, curtailing on this season so far yeah it's really strange you know it's there's a lot of speculation of conventions coming up and if they're actually going to happen and if they happen what's going are we all wearing masks and we're all standing six feet apart and how does all that work (laughs) well with that said we do have some big news today we're going to share with you I'm Dan Gunther, this is Positively Trek, and with me, of course, as he is always, is Bruce Gibson. So how are you doing today? I am ready for convention season. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you, and I guess this is kind of leading into what we're going to talk about, but I just was saying to my wife the other day, I was like, you know what, I don't know if Star Trek Las Vegas is still happening or not, but if it's happening, I know a lot of people said they're not still not going to go because of COVID-19, but I said, I've been stuck at home all this time, I'm just dying to go like I was it wasn't even a thing that I was definitely going to go to but I was like I just so want to go just to get away and get out of the house and I don't even know if it was going to happen yeah I definitely understand that impulse for sure but we do have some big news regarding the Star Trek Las Vegas convention there's been speculation in recent weeks is it going to go ahead as scheduled is it going to be changed and we now have an answer to that with an email that was sent out to people subscribed to their mailing list and it seems that the Star Trek Las Vegas convention is being postponed it will be now held on December 9th to 13th And not only that, though, it has been relocated, so it will not be in the Rio as it has been in the last few years, but it is going to be in the brand new Caesars Forum Conference Center facility. So some big news, definitely big changes for that convention. Yeah, I mean, this really is huge news, and it is a relief in a sense, too, because of what I was just saying before. I've talked to several people that said they wouldn't go, even if it was in August, but now that it's moved to December, there's a better chance that people would go, possibly, I'm assuming. They'd feel more comfortable going, I guess is what I'm getting at, but it also gives us a little more time to see how things are going with COVID-19. I mean, we still could hit a second wave or what who knows what things are going to be like by then <laughs> i don't want to bring this on a downer but yeah it still could get canceled or moved again just depending on what's going on but at least we know don't buy your plane tickets don't make plans to travel in august if you're planning on going now you've got more time and let's kind of wait and see mhm absolutely so if you have purchased a ticket for star trek las vegas for this summer and are just kind of hearing this news, there are a few things that you do need to know and and some action items that you need to do pretty quickly here. For example, attendees must cancel their hotel reservations 
right away as soon as possible because you know the sooner you do that the sooner you'll be able to uh, hopefully get that all sorted but with regards to the tickets to the convention from the time this episode goes out which is um tuesday june 9th you will have 10 days in which to cancel your tickets if you are not able to make the december date and if uh, after that time, June 19th is kind of the deadline for that, uh, your tickets will be carried over to the December date. So very important that, you know, if you find yourself unable to attend, get on that right away and make sure that you're getting that all sorted because there's not a lot of time. There's a pretty small window in which you need to figure out if you can make this new date or not. Yeah. And, uh, I have not purchased tickets. I was waiting till we got closer to the date. Cause like I said, I wasn't even sure I was going even prior to the whole COVID-19 thing. I still wasn't sure if I was going to go or not. And I was waiting until we got closer to that date. So I'm not in that bucket. Um, I just hope people do hear this that have tickets and realize that they need to make a decision really soon. Cause I would hate for that date to pass. And they're like, Oh, I can't go in December. Oh wait, I missed the window. I didn't even hear about this, but I'm sure they've sent emails out directly. I know I got an email, you got an email in your, your inbox and we don't even have tickets. So, and we got alerted to this. So the email does say if you'd like a refund for the convention to contact them at customer.service at creationent.com. So uh, remember, June 19th is your deadline to do that. They want you to include your invoice number and the convention name slash city in your email. So, of course, uh, the official Star Trek convention, Las Vegas, basically. So interesting news. I unfortunately will still be unable to make Star Trek Las Vegas this year for a variety of reasons and circumstances. Uh, but if, you know, things look safe by then and there's not a huge second wave that we're in the middle of, I wish all the attendees the best of luck and a great convention, especially in this brand new facility, which is kind of cool. You know, uh, I, I like the Rio, but it's been showing its age and it's kind of nice that the convention will be in a brand new, uh, what they say, you know, multi-million dollar, $375 million facility and on the strip as opposed to off the strip like Rio is. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it absolutely is cool. And again, you know, it's it's in a different location, but I can see a lot of people being disappointed about that. I mean, as you're saying, the Rio is kind of showing its age. It really needs some renovation done to it. But, you know, there's also a history there. There's a tradition. And I don't really have that strong of a tradition with the Rio myself because I've only been to two Star Trek Las Vegases. And I mean, I'd like to go back to the Rio just because the last two I went to were there. But at the same time, it's like I'm fine with a different location, especially if it's newly renovated. It feels newer. It's fresher. It's on the strip. You're closer to other things. So that's attractive to me. But, you know, I always would hear people talk about going, you know, the masquerade bar. That was always a big thing at the Rio. Well, that tradition's gone. You know, I can see a group of people all saying one night they're going to go to the Rio just to go to the masquerade bar for one night. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I, I remember back in the day, and I think I went to one convention when it was still at the Las Vegas Hilton. So, you know, they, they have changed in the past. I am wondering, the wording in this isn't, exactly completely clear is this a permanent move 
to this new facility or will they be back at the Rio uh, once it gets back to their regular time frame? There's kind of one sentence in here that made me think this is a permanent change, but reading it again, it may not necessarily be. So it says Caesars Forum Conference Center features direct access to our new host hotel, the newly renovated Harrah's Las Vegas. So... I don't know that that kind of initially made me think this was a more permanent move, but maybe not. It's it's a little ambiguous. It is. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, first of all, Harris Las Vegas isn't a new hotel either. I mean, I think it's even older than the Rio, but I they do say it's been renovated. So that's a good thing. The other option you have is there's other hotels very close by to the Caesars Forum. You know, there's the Venetian, there's the Link, which I've stayed at before. There's the Flamingo. Those are immediately right there. And there's Caesars Palace across the street, across the strip from all those. So, I mean, there's a little more options that are closer by because like we're saying, we're on, it's on the strip. But that then spreads everybody out. You know, you're not in that one place where everybody's Pretty much everybody's staying in and and such. But what's interesting is that the Rio was owned by Caesars Entertainment, and they sold it last year. So now we're going to a Caesars Entertainment-owned place called Caesars Forum. So I almost want to think it might end up being permanent, or at least they're permanently linked to Caesars. And it might be at different Caesars properties at different times. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting question. And I liked that you made that connection that uh, they, they're both at one time owned by Caesars. And of course, Rio no longer is. So I, I do wonder if that has played some role in, in this decision as well. So very interesting. And dates. I mean, we hit, you and I talked before the show. We didn't even mention this. I mean, if it's now in December, are we going to keep with December every year? Or is it going to go back to August? That's possible. I hadn't even thought of that. That, uh, yeah, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's about the people. It's not about where it is. I could, I, I didn't, I don't care if they moved it to Chicago the next year or wherever, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'll go wherever it is. I mean, I'm used to like industry conventions move around all the time. So I'm used to going to different locations each year for a convention. So for me, just because it moved from one venue to another isn't a big deal, but I'll miss the Rio. I, I'll have to admit that. Yeah, I'll agree as well. I That is the place I've been to the most for Star Trek conventions, and there's definitely a charm to it that I will miss as well. Like I said, I'm not going this year, but if this continues to be at some place other than the Rio, there will be some part of me that misses that place for sure. But again, I like the fact that's on the strip. There's definitely a lot more. I've stayed at the link two different times, and it's not a great hotel. It's okay. But you're definitely close to a lot of different things. Well, the second piece of news that has kind of crossed my desk that I wanted to comment a little bit about was a recent interview with Jason Isaacs on the Empire Film Podcast. Jason Isaacs, of course, played Captain Gabriel Lorca in season one of Star Trek Discovery, who, spoiler alert, turned out to be from the Mirror Universe and was kind of one of the main villains of the season in the end. Prime Lorca, however, the Lorca from the Prime Universe, was never found there was basically one scene where they said, oh, he wouldn't have survived in the mirror universe. So 
my Lorca is dead. Admiral Cornwell said that, which I don't know. Star Trek, there's no body (laughs) in sometimes even when there is a body, people come back. So, you know, this is this is very tenuous um, circumstances that we can call him dead. In this interview, Jason Isaacs does hint that we could see Prime Lorca in the future. And to me, the biggest part of this is when he says there has been talks back and forth. And if a good story has ever come up with, there's a chance we could see him again. So an interesting little tidbit. I don't think really necessarily any new information, but it's fun to know that they have thought about it and they have talked about it, which is probably obvious, but it's still nice to have confirmation. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I'd love to see Jason Isaacs back in this role. I mean, my first thought is like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool, because I've always thought we could see a prime Lorca sometime. Why not? That'd be great. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't want Strange New Worlds to just be dipping into the Star Trek bag of characters that we've seen and what i don't want it to get cheesy i guess is what i'm getting at it's like (laughs) if it makes sense and it works really well into the storylines and and they come up with a really creative idea to bring prime Lorca into this then uh, yeah i'm definitely all for it but i don't want to just bring prime Lorca back just to bring prime Lorca back i mean i guess i'm also trying to say that i'm fine with the character just assuming he's dead or we never know what you know, what really his fate was. I'm okay with that too. But I will admit, if they do make an announcement that Jason Isaacs is coming back as Prime Lorca, I'm going to squeal like a little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that to me is the biggest thing. I love Jason Isaacs, and I would love to see him back in Star Trek just because I think he's an incredible actor. And, you know, it's a win for Star Trek to have him on screen. So, you know... You brought up Strange New Worlds. That's possible. It could be, uh, you know, some tie-in with that. There's also been talk that, of course, CBS All Access would like to do, you know, some limited series of some kind, maybe like a mini series about Lorca could be an interesting way to do that. Where my mind goes, though, is the Section 31 series. So the head of Section 31 is the former emperor from the Mirror Universe. So it kind of makes sense that that show might go back to the Mirror Universe at some point or have some sort of tie-in with that. And then, you know, then it would make sense to find the Prime Lorca there or something. So I don't know. You know, it's entirely possible. I'd love to see a storyline like that, maybe. That's a good idea. Actually, I like it better with Section 31. Uh, Yeah, my head went to Strange New Worlds, but Section 31 would make a lot of sense because if Prime Lorca were in the Mirror Universe and was able to leave the Mirror Universe, come back to the Prime Universe and discover, you know, connections to the Mirror Universe and he now has an agenda to whatever, do whatever it is that he's trying to do to prevent any further interaction with the Mirror Universe or anything that has infected our universe from it and yeah that or even the vi- or he returns and and Giorgio part of the section 31 gets wants to get rid of prime Lorca because he would have information that would expose her to other people or something you know mm-hmm. there's definitely connections there but you know how do you get Giorgio back from the future not to say that Marty McFly is involved in this but <laughs> yeah this is a question that has been batted around a bit. I have a bit of a theory. 
I have no idea if it's at all true or, or anything like that. But I think that by the end of season three, Giorgio is going to make her way back to the 23rd century somehow. And I think that's going to tie in with the short Trek episode Calypso, where the discovery computer says it has been waiting for a thousand years for the crew to return. So I think somehow Giorgio takes discovery back to the 23rd century and then hides it for a thousand years for the discovery crew to get it again in the 33rd century. I don't know. Just like working with the dates and stuff. I'm like, Oh, that could be an interesting thing. It's totally just 100% speculation. I have no reason to think other than that one line in Calypso that that might be the case. There's no reason why that couldn't work. I mean, I, that sounds great. My concern with Giorgio coming back to the 23rd century is she has now seen the future. And if she's part of section 31, how is she going to use that to her advantage? And is she going to do things that change the timeline? Yeah, it's a bit, I'm a bit concerned about her is what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that maybe you're meant to be. But yeah, no, I, I think that could be interesting. You know, we know Section 31 exists throughout all of Star Trek, basically up through Deep Space Nine and stuff. So maybe it's because she's seen the future and knows what's coming that they've had this like long-term mission to do something. I think that would be an interesting kind of mission for that show to be like, there's this big event. We need to set things in motion now to set something up for it or to try to avoid it or something like that. That could be kind of an interesting storyline. Yeah. Mm, I just want to know now. I just want to know. I don't want to wait. I just want to know. That's the problem right now, of course, is we're all just waiting. Everything's just kind of had this big pause button put on it, which is unfortunate, but you know, we just have to be patient and, you know, I'm, I'm still season three of discovery. I'm so wanting that now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully we get some kind of announcement soon. I have to admit, I, I got a little concerned the other day. I was thinking about the season three of discovery and I'm like, we haven't got any assurances that we're getting a season four. Is that correct? At least at this point, there were some rumors a while back that they had, approved discovery for multiple seasons but again that was kind of an unconfirmed thing that's not been picked up by any reputable news sites so uh, yeah I, I wouldn't take that as any kind of assurance I, I personally I, I don't know what their plan is for the series if there's a planned ending or if it's open-ended or not I guess yeah it's another one of those we'll just have to wait and see what they say yeah, my concern is that we got this announcement for Strange New Worlds, which I'm excited about, but at the same time I thought, could this prevent a season four? I mean, how much Star Trek is CBS going to do? Would they, you know, what, if they start going into Strange New Worlds, are they going, and if it, if it does really well, are they going to say, well, let's keep on track with this one and let's go ahead and maybe do one more season of Discovery and then that... Anyway, my point is in this discussion, when we were talking about the show Section 31, I haven't heard anything more about it for quite a while. And for all I know, Strange New Worlds is replacing that. They're just not telling us that. I don't think that's the case because 
Alex Kurtzman did say that Section 31 is in production, and we also have two other shows that we're not talking about yet that are in production. Presumably Strange New Worlds is one of those. And I mean, this was said in January, so that's not that long ago. So I think they're all still going forward. And we do know, of course, that CBS has said what they want is a year-round Star Trek, Star Trek all year. So they're they're not even at that level of of that yet. So I'm I'm thinking they're wanting to add these so that there is Star Trek all throughout the calendar. So that was my impression, my first impression. But, you know, I start to panic when I start thinking. Then I'm like, well, wait, wait. We're, we're glad we're getting a new series, but is it the expense of something else? I don't know. And I start freaking out. Uh, well, accord- according to Alex Kurtzman, it's not. So I, I'm, I'm holding on to that as my hope. And we can trust him, right, Dan? We, we know him well enough that we can trust him. Definitely. I mean, he's only been fired eight <laughs> times, according to some people out there. <laughs> I was thinking about that, too, the other day. I was like, I'm thinking about all the people I heard last year around this time talking about how he was fired. And I'm like, but he's still showing up to work. How does that work? I, I, yeah, I want to know it's, that. It's the weirdest thing. You'd almost think they were pulling that completely out of their butts. Weird. <gasps> Yes. That's why those people will never be on this show. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, we want to hear from you guys. What do you think about the idea of bringing Prime Lorca back into Star Trek? And if you were going to do that, how would you do it? Let us know. You can tweet to us at Positively Trek with those ideas or email us positivelytrek at gmail.com and let us know what you think about that. Now, there's still some more news that we want to share with you as well, and this is some good news, which is exciting. The return of Star Trek comics. So the main distributors of comics, Diamond, had put a halt on distribution due to the coronavirus pandemic. However, IDW has announced that they are now back in business and have an updated summer schedule along with, of course, their Star Trek titles, which we're all very much looking forward to. It's been kind of a a drought of Star Trek comics for the last little while, which, you know, I I hadn't realized how much I miss the Star Trek comics. You know, we read them regularly for literary treks, and it's kind of just become a part of the routine, like, oh, more Star Trek comics, okay. And they're very good stories. I'm really loving Star Trek Year 5, for example. But it kind of became a little bit routine to me almost. And now with them not having been around for the last couple months, I'm really, really missing these excellent stories. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great that we're getting them back. I mean, when you start reading the comics, you're getting new Star Trek and you're getting on a regular basis. So when it's taken away from you for a while, it's a little disappointing. But then when you see they're coming back, you get all excited again because you miss it, you know? And And it's great. And the funny thing is, one of these issues just came out. We we already got, you know, year five, issue 11 is out right now. So you can go and purchase that today. Yeah. I'm excited for the continuation of the year five series. This has been a really great series of comics. And so, yeah, June 3rd saw the release of issue number 11. 
I love this cover. We've got Isis, who's the Gary Seven's cat, who's actually like that shapeshifter woman with, you know, those shapeshifting powers. She's in engineering and Scotty's kind of giving her a little side eye there. And we see the shadow she's casting on the wall is, of course, of this woman form of hers. So I'm loving these covers, too. Very artistic. Yeah, they are. I, I really do enjoy these. And then the rest of these issues that we have coming out, uh, the follow-up issue to this issue we're talking about, year five, number 12, comes out on July 1st. Then we have the Deep Space Nine, Too Long a Sacrifice in July, on July 15th. That one I am really looking forward to. I mean, come on. Let's show Deep Space Nine more love in the comics, right? We're returning to them. And yeah, it's got Odo on the cover. I, you know, I don't even know. I, I didn't mention about the cover on number 12 of year five. I don't even know if we should. And, and the reason I'm saying that is because it, it loops back to what we saw in the first issue. And I don't know what, if, is that a spoiler? I guess if it's on the cover, it's not, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I All I want to say is check this out. Look up, you can find on Trek Movie, for example, they have a story talking about the return of the comics. This cover is incredibly artistic. It, I would say it's fairly graphic for a Star Trek comic yeah. cover, but just very well done and very, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you called it. Go to trekmovie.com if you guys want to see these. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's worth it. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, July 22nd, we have... Uh, the trade paperback for the second volume of Star Trek Year 5 stories with one of those kind of retro cool covers on it as well. So, you know, if you wait to read these comics in trade paperback form, uh, that's when the next one you can find uh, towards the end of July. And what's interesting is that this trade paperback is issue 7 through 12. So it will have the most current issues, like issue 12 that comes out in July will be in this trade paperback. And then August 5th, we get the 13th episode of Year 5. So they're coming quickly, one per month, back to regular scheduled programming here, which is good. And uh, yeah, so this cover is pretty interesting as well. Uh, Definitely something to do with the Klingons, given the big symbol that we see in the middle. And Dan, I just have to point out, because we all do this, you called it an episode and not an issue. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) I will own that. I mean, we won't go through the full list, but yeah, then we get the second issue, Deep Space Nine. We get uh, the trade paperback of Star Trek Picard Countdown in August. And then, which we've been waiting for a while, is a new con miniseries. That's coming at the end of August. Yeah, Hell's Mirror. So the Mirror Universe con miniseries, or sorry, one shot, I guess. It's not a miniseries. Oh, I was thinking it was, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested in this too. I'm curious to see what story they've come up with for this. So some really cool stuff coming from IDW. Really excited that they're kind of back on track to get these comics out. Yeah, and the reason I said miniseries, this is still a pet peeve of mine. I don't like things that are just going to be one issue and it says it's issue number one. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) If there's not going to be an issue number two, don't call it an issue number one. It's just an issue (laughs) (laughs) bruce has an issue with idw's issues i just have issues in general with a lot of things (laughs) (laughs) well bruce when you're not having issues with comic book issues where can people find you online well you can issue me a tweet 
on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. I'm also on Instagram. I don't really post that much on Instagram, but I'm in there every day looking at stuff. But I am on Instagram and it's just Admiral Rex, no underscore in between the Admiral and the Rex. That's a whole long story. I used to have it and I gave it away. I changed my Instagram handle briefly because I was also going to change my Twitter one. But then I decided now, and I mean, less the day I decided now I'll put it back to Admiral underscore Rex and someone already took it hmm. like that quickly. That's like crazy. how many people are looking for Admiral underscore Rex to use the day I drop it. <laughs> like I don't understand, but Hey, if you want to follow that guy on Instagram, he does still post. So, um, and of course you can find me on literary treks with Dan and, I do the Star Wars report occasionally about Star Wars. Definitely. And you can find me at Kurtrats on Twitter, K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. I'm also on Instagram. I post a little bit there, not too often. I'm at Kurtrats47 on Instagram. So I, I don't remember exactly. I'm assuming Kurtrats was taken when I looked. So, you know, you got to just stick the most Star Trek of all numbers on the end if you're going to stick a, a number on there. So... Uh, Kurtrats47 on Instagram. On YouTube, I'm youtube.com slash Productions, And of course, as Bruce said, we do literary treks as well, where you can find us talking more about all these wonderful comics that we mentioned in this episode. So thank you all so very much for listening. Have a positive week. Stay strong, stay safe, and we'll see you in the next episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.